2: You can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. And as always, please celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces. Fewer calories and carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite.
3: You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio.
2: Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app. And it's a big day, big week for Tailgate Moonshine. Make sure you signed up on the newsletter. If you would like to get the latest edition of Tailgate Moonshine, it's uh, Pumpkin Maple. Stat of the Day brought to you, as always, by Panini America, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. Say good morning if you're watching on Peacock. Thank you for downloading the app, our streaming partner, and our radio affiliates around the country, numbering nearly 400. This first hour brought to you by Discover Cashback Debit. It's a checking account that rewards everyone with cash back on everyday purchases with no fees. Check out eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit, Discover Bank, member FDIC. All right, play of the day, stat of the day, poll question, all of that. Forthcoming Sean Salisbury, our good buddy, former NFL quarterback and, of course, uh, quarterback at USC. Ooh, we've got some things to talk about with USC, don't we? Also, Bill Plaschke, L.A. Times columnist, Around the Horn contributor. He had some things to say about USC football. Tonight, Diamondbacks at the Phillies, Rangers at the Astros, and the 49ers at the Vikings. Seton, what's the poll question we're going to start out with? First hour. Worst loss of the weekend, Dan.
3: Okay.
4: Yeah. Here we go. Yeah, you want to start. We're going to mix up college and the NFL here. All All right. Uh, let's start with a, an easy one. Uh, Bills lose 29-25 to the Patriots. That is a terrible loss. Yeah,
2: but it was predicted on this show. Mm. Still a terrible loss. Yeah, I saw it coming. I don't know if anybody else did. but uh... That's how I told you on Friday <laughs> that this was going to happen. <laughs> this is actually the poll question, things Dan told us on Friday. Yes. Uh, USC losing to Utah. You told us on Friday that was going to happen. I said they're rebuilding that that is not a good football team prior to that loss. So let me let me go back to the bills. Uh, I know they they've lost defensive players. Defensive starters really good defensive players, But offensively, you know that's where the offense has to pick up the slack. You're playing New England, you should be able to beat New England. You're eight and a half point favorites. Granted, it's on the road. Um, and while I want to give credit to Mac Jones and the Patriots, Bill Belichick's 300th win. This is about Buffalo. Because now we're kind of getting into that area of, like, who's real? Is Buffalo real? Is Miami real? You know, we look at the AFC East and we go, oh, my gosh. You know, there's going to be three teams that will be playoff worthy there. And that's including the Jets. But that was before Rodgers got hurt. They're probably still better than the Patriots. But then I don't know how good Buffalo is. And I'm going to base a little bit of this on that defense is not fully assembled. But offensively, this is where Josh Allen, you know, be a great quarterback. Um, And then Miami, last night. Miami's fun to watch. They haven't beaten anybody. They played some good teams, and they get beat. Now they're missing a couple of defensive backs. I get that. But I have no idea. And we don't have a great team. There's not a great team in football, college, or the NFL. They're good. I mean, Chiefs are good. Philadelphia, good. Maybe really good. What if the Niners lose to the Vikings tonight? I don't know. Throw it out there. You know, this is when Kirk Cousins is Kirk Cousins. Is that the craziest thought? (laughs) Just saying. Uh,. Give me some of the other losses, worst losses. Well, I'll give you the other
4: uh, NFL worst loss. Lions, 38-6 to the Ravens.
2: Yeah, all that goodwill that was built up. Hey, Jared Goff deserves to be an MVP candidate. Like, that's what's amazing. A Dan Campbell team, and they didn't put up a fight. Lamar Jackson looked wonderful. And that's one of those reminders. I still think that's a dark horse Super Bowl team. I really do. And that division, like when the Bengals are probably considered the worst team in the division, and they're still a good team, you know, Browns are good, although we'll talk about the Deshaun Watson situation, which is still baffling. And then the the Steelers, the Steelers are there. I don't know if they're good, but they're there. And then you have the Ravens, who have that capability of being, you know, when you out-physical a physical team, I mean, that says a lot about both of them. I mean, the Lions, it's like, wait a minute. All this goodwill. You guys are the story. Jared Goff playing great. Dan Campbell, coach of the year. MVP. It's all there. MVP. Yes. It's all there. Until it
4: disappeared. Is it all gone now? Saying, uh, or? They're going to have to build back my trust. Are we saying that it's now all completely gone? The whole, not, every bounce of goodwill? No,
2: not all of it. But they've got to earn my love back. Yeah. they got to take me out on some dates. They you know, this this has to be they gotta romance me, some flowers, some chocolates. <laughs> yeah. You know. It's funny. their five and two somehow is very different than the Ravens five and two today. Because the Ravens beat them to make
4: them five and two. Yeah, or the Dolphins five and two. It's very different than- Yes, because they haven't beaten anybody. What else? Uh let's see, we got uh well, we didn't really spend much time talking USC uh losing to Utah. Mm.
2: That's not great. No, it's not. And man, oh, man, L.A. is coming at USC. They're coming at Lincoln Riley. Caleb Williams looked like he had checked out. He was sitting on the bench, like not even fired up. Final drive. Get up. Let's go. Be involved. He's probably thinking, I got that Wendy's commercial. I got to shoot on Monday. I got to remember my line. Oh, what happened? Oh, they kicked a field. Oh, darn it. And then they're not made available. They don't talk after the game. Like, come on. That's Usually you have offensive player, defensive player, coach, and the quarterback. That's just standard procedure there. Yes. Why do you think it is that he didn't let the player speak? <laughs> I have no idea. I have no
4: idea. Is it like to protect themselves from themselves? Is it to protect him from them? <laughs> is it
2: – what do you think it I, is? I think go check, check. I, I don't know what Caleb Williams is going to say. It, it just feels like th- there's more to what's going on there. And, you know, that, when I brought this up preseason about, maybe they're a package deal. If you said to USC fans today, hey, Lincoln Riley and Caleb, when they leave, Good. He has the same record as Clay Helton did after twenty-two games, seventeen
5: and five. Stat of the day, stat of the day, stat of the day, stat of the day. This is the stat of the day.
2: Stat of the day brought to you by Panini America, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. How about this odds to win the Heisman? Where do you think Caleb Williams is? In the top five. If you said he's not there, you'd be Ooh, correct. Dang, trick question! Yes, JJ McCarthy of Michigan, Michael Penix Jr. the third, Jaden Daniels, Jordan Travis, Dylan Gabriel. That's it. That's according to DraftKings. Um, yeah, we'll talk to Plashke about this and uh, Sean Salisbury. And and it was out on social media. Could you see Caleb Williams not playing the rest of the season to? You know, have himself get ready for the draft. And I was like, wow. I don't know what that says to GMs, owners, coaches in the NFL. Nick Bosa did it, but, you know, he had a stomach and abdominal injury that was real. Caleb Williams doesn't have any injury that I know of, but I, and, and maybe that's so far down the line that people are speculating that, but I, I have no idea. Haven't spoken to Caleb Williams before. Uh, by the way, if you're an Oklahoma fan, how do you feel today? <laughs> you're like, all right, we lost our coach. We lost our quarterback. Mm, we're undefeated. We're uh, we're doing okay there. Hey, I said this was going to be the
4: best <laughs> thing to happen to us. I said, best thing that's going to ever happen to us. Yeah. Getting rid of those guys. Yeah.
2: And you got, uh, you got what, eight more years of uh, Lincoln Riley? How long is that contract? Is that like a John Gruden 10-year, $100 million deal? Ooh. All right. What else do you have there, Seat? No counter? We
4: got a couple more losses that were doozies. Okay. Uh North Carolina oh. 31-27 to Virginia. Virginia, I think, was one in
2: five going into that game. That's about as bad a loss as you could have. Yes, it is. That is. Yes. Not good. It is. And that's one of those where you're watching, and you're going, All right, hey, guys, come on. Let's go. Get it together. Uh then they didn't. Yes, Marv.
6: This feels like one of those lo- those losses even next year when the playoffs are expanded yeah. that North Carolina wouldn't get in because they lost to a 1-5 Virginia team.
2: <laughs> We're going to hold it against them? Yes, Todd?
6: That's what happens when you take a Cavalier approach and you think you're going to win.
2: Thank you, Todd. Thank you. What else do you have, Steve? Why are they all bad losses and not good
4: wins? <laughs> um, we have the Li- uh No, we did the Lions. We have Michigan State. Good grief. 49-0. nothing. is... Mm. You know, a couple of
2: years ago, little brother, indeed, this wouldn't have happened. Like Michigan State was competitive, and it felt like always competitive. Even the first, what, two years of Mel Tucker, uh, Mark D'Antonio, it always felt like, okay, they're, they're kind of spirited, they're sneaky good. They'd always get a you know couple of good running backs there in the pros, and then all of a sudden
1: there was nothing there. Yes, Paul. In 2021, Michigan State was 11 and two. Mm. That that's that's two seasons ago. Yeah. You know, five, six, seven years ago, remember the Mark Dantonio years? Thirteen yeah. wins, eleven, twelve. They'd beat Michigan here and there. They yeah. were always like competitive. That's a no show. Yeah.
2: Any other bad losses,
4: Seton? Those are the ones we're going with. I'm sure there were others, but those seem to be the baddest of the bad.
2: But USC loses to Utah at home with Utah with a backup quarterback, and I know that they got a lot of kids, good kids from, uh, or at least you know they were recognized in the transfer portal. But I don't know if they got any of them on defense. <laughs> like, you just going where? Where's the defense here? Uh, let's see. Anything else that needs to be mentioned here? Uh, Ohio State over Penn State. It just feels like Penn State has a ceiling. Like, they're like, okay, hey, nine or ten wins, bowl game, okay. But you just don't put them in there with Ohio State and Michigan. That They're, they're like a light heavyweight. They're not a heavyweight. They're a light
6: heavy. Yes, Marv. They feel like on the same level as North Carolina, where that one loss, all right. And – that's saying something because it's Penn State. But now, like, oh, they Ohio State's one loss and Penn State's one loss means something different because yeah. we think Ohio State can play with the Georgia and the Alabama. Yeah. We don't think that Penn State can play with those big dogs.
2: Okay. How about that? That's almost worthy of against the grain type uh, stuff. <laughs> there you go. I like it. Marv calling
1: out Penn State. Uh-oh. Thank you.
2: Yes. Boom. Um, oh. 877-3DP-SHOW. Operator Tyler standing by. Best and worst of the weekend. What you saw that you liked, you didn't like. And uh, we'll settle on a poll question here. Sean Salisbury will join us coming up. And baseball. Diamondbacks at the Phillies. And uh, Rangers at the Astros forcing a game seven. Uh, The road team has won every game in that series. And then you got the Niners at the Vikings. What are the Niners favored by?
1: Let me see. Let's let me see if I can guess the. We're line. We're gonna play guess the line. Guess the line. Forty ers are five and one at the Vikings, who are two and four. The line is. I'm gonna say six and a half. I'm gonna give it to you. It's seven. San Francisco by seven. Okay. You probably get it six and a half somewhere. Okay. You always can. Yeah. Okay.
6: Yes, Todd. Do you factor in the Kirk Cousins not well in primetime games? Do you add a couple of points to that? Do you? Would you make them like eight and a half point favorites or something? Maybe
2: they did. Maybe they did. I don't know. Six and a half. This is where Kirk Cousins is Kirk Cousins. Uh, no Devo Samuel playing tonight. I guess Christian McCaffrey is expected to play. Yeah, Seaton. That's not that, good. The fact that Devo's not playing? Yeah. Yeah. You
4: want him on the field.
2: It, but, thank
4: you, Seaton.
1: Back after this. <laughs> Would you leave McCaffrey on the bench <laughs> until you're losing? Um, One of those things, you rest him until you need him. I uh, I don't know. Seven point favorite. Awfully dismissive. And I'm still trying to figure out what happened with
2: Deshaun Watson because I didn't. I wasn't watching the game when he got hurt. He was thrown to the ground. And he snapped his head off the turf, and I thought, okay, he's got a concussion. Then they said he was medically cleared to play, and I'm thinking, okay. And then they said that they were going to uh, sit him, and then I saw where it was. It was phrased and framed. He was benched, and I go, wait, was he? Was he benched because he uh, was playing poorly? His shoulder, his head? And then uh, Deshaun talked about it after the win against the Colts.
3: I want to go out there and try to help the team as much as possible and go out there and play and, and perform and compete, but the decision was, was best for you know the team, and um, they felt that was the best, and you know, PJ did a great job of, of finishing the game, and everyone else played, had a good job to get the win. Okay. Something's going on there
2: now the coaches didn't want him to play and then the coaches what two weeks ago said that Deshaun wasn't ready to play
1: (laughs) feels like the less he plays the more they win
2: (laughs) I mean PJ Walker didn't look great but he looked good enough and he hung in there and there were some bad calls at the end like really bad calls in the end at least one that a ball was not catchable and they called the defensive back on, like, consecutive penalties there, pass interference. But the Browns ended up winning the game. And Miles Garrett looks like he he's a – he's just – there's nobody like him in the NFL. <laughs> if I was going to go, hey, there's this movie about this guy who's so much bigger and, and so much more <laughs> athletic, and and uh, he's like, uh, you know, Jack and the Beanstalk type thing. I, I mean, he's – Jumping over people, running around people. He's just like one of those guys where you go, he is different than anybody else in the NFL. Wild. And he was all over the field. Yes, Todd.
6: There are a couple of plays there where it looked like they didn't even bother trying to block him. He just kind of there was like no one even there. He just kind of did like an ole. He's going to get past us anyway.
2: I think I think you might have a, a better game plan. Like then you can mess with his mind. Like we're not even going to block you, and then he'll be like, "Oh wait a minute, what are they running?" Not here? only am I not being double
6: teamed, there's no one blocking me at
5: all.
2: Oh my God, is he? He is huge. Like big men aren't supposed to act like that. Just not. All right, let me take a break. Our good buddy Sean Salisbury. USC Trojan apologist will join us uh, coming up. We'll get to your phone calls. 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address. Yes. Oh, man.
4: I forgot about this one, but we have to add in the Iowa loss. (laughs) Speaking of
2: bad calls. That was brutal. But Dylan, Dylan, part of Dan Patrick Takes a Gamble podcast. He's been hammering the under with Iowa football, and that's the lowest over under in college football history and even if they scored on the touchdown on the punt return, they still wouldn't have gone over. I told you on Friday that was going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, let me take a break. Just getting started. Back after this, Dan Patrick show. Uh, Traeger Grill. You know, I saw uh, Tyler outside prior to the show, and I said, Tyler, you got to make sure you clean Traegerville. He goes, yeah, but we do that on Friday. I go, no, no, no. Every day. Every day is Traeger day. Go out there and clean off the grills. Clean off the countertop. You know, get the leaf blower. Get some leaves out of there. Let's go. That's your place. That's your dojo. And so I saw him out there cleaning up today. Got to take care of those grills. And they have a Traeger for you. And ask about the Traeger app. So they made it possible for you to step away from the grill. Like I could be controlling a grill right now with my smartphone, with the Traeger app. I could raise the temperature. I could raise the roof if I wanted
6: to. Like remotely? And I don't have to be right next to the grill?
2: I do not have to, Todd. That's crazy. Thank you. But you want to stock up on Grilling Essentials? They have a variety of uh, different sauces and rubs. All Todd rubs. Perfectly paired with whatever you're cooking. Visit Traeger.com, see what's cooking. And remember, use DP Show at checkout for free shipping.
4: Include their own unique mini games like digging for treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies.
6: There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on.
2: We'll get to phone calls coming up as we always do every Monday. Best and worst of the weekend. The fully electric EQS sedan from Mercedes-Benz. Innovation on a magnificent scale. The vehicle, all electric. The feeling is all Mercedes. Learn more at mbusa.com/slash eqs. Was there anything that the officials could have done in that Iowa ending, when the punt returner, he didn't signal for a fair catch. He was saying, "Don't touch it." Like he was, I think that that was the feeling I got. He didn't raise his hand up like you always do with a fair catch, and they're down two. And I thought he was just saying, hey, stay away from the football. And then he goes over and grabs it and then takes it back for a touchdown. And uh, But uh, it was nullified because they said that it was a fair catch. Yes, Paul?
1: the rule book, it says you have to raise your hand clearly above your head, above your shoulders, you know, where it's like, clearly. The guy never did that. But he made like a, a whipping move with his arm that these days the refs aren't sure. But can, can somebody get together and
2: go, hey – can I overrule and affi- it feels yeah. like everybody is so sensitive that they don't want to hurt anybody's feelings and say that referee may have made a mistake there. There's
1: no actual review on that play, no. but you, like you said they could have done a quick uh, huddle up.
2: Yeah, cuz your job is to get it right. You may hurt somebody's feelings in the process, but get it right. Sean Salisbury, former NFL USC quarterback, host of the Sean Salisbury Show on Sports Talk 790 in Houston. Good morning, Sean.
3: Uh, Dan, are how are we doing, buddy? <laughs> how are you, my are, man?
2: Are you a USC apologist today?
3: I'm still stuck on the the dumbass fair catch call that the refs made. They got it wrong. Yeah. Um, no, I'm not an apologist, Dan. This isn't the last time they're going to lose this year. Mm-hmm. Well, they got Oregon still. Washington. Washington and UCLA. UCLA. Yeah, UCLA's got really good defense and team speed. Washington can score from the tailgate. You know on Meet friday on the dan patrick show and we know how good oregon is dan when you play offense like that but can't get stops on defense at the most critical times i'm not apologizing for them i, I thought their defense would be better and alex Grinch would have them better they've lost physicality in the interior and that's been going on for a minute mm-hmm. but you can't keep winning games 48 44 this won't be their last loss and utah always manhandles them physical Physically, and I think Kyle Whittingham, outside of Nick Saban's the best college football coach on the planet.
2: Yeah. yeah, high praise, but, you know, he's done a great job, and he's beaten yep. USC, I think that's what? Regularly. You know, four consecutive times there. But I'm watching the, the final drive, and and maybe this is piling on Caleb Williams, but he's on the bench, and your defense is out there. Like, be involved. And it didn't feel like – I don't know. There's just an indifference there that it's it's kind of strange – and I said this two weeks ago uh, as a friend of mine who's an NFL scout. He said, look, they're not a good team. Caleb Williams covers up a lot of this, but they're really not. If you look at the totality of the team, they're not threatening for a national championship. He said, people think they are, and they're not. And he said, I wouldn't be surprised if they end up with four losses this year. Well, <laughs> halfway there.
3: Maybe maybe five, Dad, if they're not careful with the three <laughs> opponents they have. Yeah. I Couldn't agree more with the guy than with the guy you're talking about, whoever it was you were discussing with. I Listen, he covers not just a few. His ability the last couple years to make every play on the planet, it'll cover up for a lot of weaknesses. And it's not just defensively. I mean, they got some. But they also have some physical as far as domination weaknesses. He bails you out all the time, which when one guy's that good and it's the quarterback in a quarterback-driven league at every level now, high school, college, pro, we automatically think they're a great team. They're not a great team. They're a good team with a great talent. But I also know what you're talking about. I try to guard against Dan. I do because I think the guy's a special player. Mm-hmm. I try to guard against the disinterest look and the optics of does he care? Because remember they used to say that about Eli Manning. Remember Dan, the shoulder shrug. He doesn't care. Wins two Super Bowls. So I'm I'm trying not to be the guy. And I, but I, I I'm with you. I'm thinking, man, is is is, is he ready to move on? Is this is he bored with this knowing that if he doesn't make a play, they can't win? And it's true. If he plays average, they just won't win. They won't even be in a game. So Do you I, think I don't he like could the shut optics it down? up. Could he, shut it,
2: could he shut it down this season?
3: Ooh, Gosh, I, I would hope that would, Dan, it, that would validate how people are, what people, what you're saying right now about the disinterest not up on the sidelines. I know that's been his routine regularly, sitting there with his head back and looking up. So, Um, and I'm not apologizing for him either. I don't like the optics of it, but I also know when the guy's been that good, what else am I going to complain about? Even though I'll try to find something with USC football, but he may be, Dan, if you'd asked that question a decade ago, we'd have looked at you like, what do you mean? Shut it down. Nobody shuts it down, but we're at a time now, name, image, and likeness protect that or there's money, uh, first pick or second pick of the draft, whatever it might be. Maybe Dan, I, 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 will tell you what, as a teammate. That would drive me friggin crazy if it did, I, especially with the three games they got to play. Now, if it's a bad bowl game, you're going to leave. Don't play in it. I get it. When I say bad, not a January one bowl game, I, I understand, but I, I hope he doesn't shut it down because that would validate what a lot of people want to believe that he's disinterested. Even though if he's disinterested, imagine how good a player he'd be if he was interested, but they're, they're a decent team. They don't threaten anybody in the, and the, there's three or four teams in the pack 12 outside of him. Uh, carrying them that are better than the Trojans,
2: yeah. I got the odds to win the Heisman, and Caleb Williams is not in there anymore. JJ yep. McCarthy is tops, then Michael Penix Jr., Jaden Daniels, Jordan Travis, and Dylan
3: Gabriel. And Dan, you need that Heisman moment, right? Now, I think McCarthy, somebody had asked me yesterday, and when I was talking to Fritzy last night, I, I McCarthy to me is, is the number one choice as well. It was all Pac 12, <laughs> Jaden Daniels has played well. But again, they don't play defense. You start to look around the country and say, "Okay, well, then who is it? It's no longer the Pac-12. Bo Nix hanging around with the accuracy. Pennix had his moment where he, I don't know if he lost it, but fell off a little bit against Arizona State. Drake May had his moment. Caleb Williams had his against Notre Dame. Moment meaning where they fall off. McCarthy hasn't had that yet. And he's going to get his Heisman moment when they play Ohio State in what will be a huge game and a few more. Mm. I like McCarthy as the number one choice. He protects the ball, and he kills you more ways than one. I actually think Michigan is as complete a team as we have in football right now, and that includes Georgia. Are they great? No, really good. I don't think we okay. have a great team. Yeah, I agree. I, I think that with with Kirby Smart and the way they recruit and the way they develop and teach at Georgia, there's no doubt they're really good. But I still think offensively, I, I'm not sold yet that Georgia's that dominant can go score 40 against a great defense, although I know how good they are, and we know. And I think when you lose that many defensive players on Georgia, it's hard to overcome year after year. I don't think we have a great team in college football, and I think the eighth team in the country can win the national championship. I think Washington could go win the national title if played right. But as far as complete and really good and a quarterback can beat you more ways than one, Michigan's as good as we got in the country.
2: Sean Salisbury, former NFL-USC quarterback, host of the Sean Salisbury Show. You can hear that on Sports Talk 790 in Houston. The worst loss of the weekend, if I said the Bills against the Patriots, the Lions against the Ravens, other, who had the worst loss?
3: I I don't think it was the Lions because this is about two or three of these I expected this year from them. They're good for this. You go and say, what are you doing? I think it was more impressive on Baltimore's side. And I also don't think it was the worst loss because, I actually think Detroit can run away and hide in this division. But with Buffalo battling Miami, who got theirs from Philly last night, um, and we know Belichick's defense always shows up, I think that was the most impressive point. And I was doing a show yesterday, Dan. I, I, You know, when you're gambling or you're talking about point spreads, I thought New England would get inside the number. I just didn't think they'd beat them. But they were impressive. That was their best offensive performance as far as I'm concerned of Mac Jones protecting the ball. I'm going to go with Buffalo because Buffalo now validates what we keep thinking. Great talent. Uh, when are they going to close this out? When are they going to do what Kansas City does? When are they going to be New England when Brady was there where they got all this skill set? Can they dominate you running it? Can they, can they handle typical and constant success? I think that was, it's tough to go to New England and win, but to me, that was the one because that's going to be a much tighter division than the, than the Detroit Lions and the uh, NFC North. It'll come down to the last week or two in, in in that division in the AFC East. The the NFC North will be won in early in early December by the Lions.
2: Explain to me how Travis Kelsey, you know what he's going to do, and they still couldn't stop him knowing what he was going to do. Right. How does that happen? <laughs> you know your game planning for Travis Kelsey.
3: Right. Yeah, Dad. What what did the Belichick approach or anybody? I'm not letting your best beat me. Not name the quarterback. And guess what? The best every week he beats you. And I think, you know, it helps that they got a play caller that knows how to deploy him and motion him and Andy Reid and put him in positions. The thing that's most baffling to me and go back and look at like in the playoff game and that game against Buffalo when they were back and forth and in Super Bowls. Dan, I don't know why people give him such a free run off the line of scrimmage. You know how in basketball, like the, 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 the Bulls would bring in like Will Purdue, Luke, like they have like three guys for six fouls. You had 18 to give. I don't know why we don't maul him at the line of scrimmage. Even in motion, I know you back off a little, but take your foul. Go clutch and grab. You cannot give him free reign. I want to make him work more at the line of scrimmage than I do in space. You give him space, it's the old choice route. Okay, if they play an inside man, run away. Play an outside man, you run away inside in zone. Stretch the outside leverage of the zone and sit. And then Mahomes and him are just playing schoolyard. Even though it's designed well, it's like, Go down there to the car, make a left behind Dan's Mercedes, and stand there and we'll throw it to you. And that's the way it works. But I don't get in professional sports how I don't care if you're doubling him like you do the gunner on the, or the, the you know guy covering punts. You can't let the best player at his position in the world have free reign. And just when we think Kansas City's offense, eh, are they the same? Mahomes still goes and throws for 400 yards. You cannot let that guy. It'd be like saying, hey, let's give Derrick Henry in his prime when he's running. 40 carries and just open up a hole for him. you got to stop the team's best and make somebody else beat you. For some reason, I guess it's harder than than we describe because nobody seems to be able to do it.
2: Help me understand what's going on with the Browns and Deshaun Watson.
3: I don't know, Dan. I, I'm, I'm bothered by it, though. I'm bothered by it because I think winning teammates over matters, and I don't know how they feel in the locker room about him. I know from a distance we speak of optics on Caleb Williams. The optics don't look good. The optics do not look good. I I don't like it when a guy's pronounced fit and doesn't play. And then when he goes and plays, now I don't know how severely he was hurt all that, but you could make the easy case that you say, well, he got paid, got the bag, so he's taking time off and load management fits him like it does the NBA. It bothers him. I don't think Deshaun Watson's ever going to put his team in position to win a Super Bowl again. Um I know why he's easy to root against if you're some people. He's an enormous talent, and the Browns are really good. But I like what P.J. Walker did. I, I don't know, and, Dan, you know this. It gets to a certain point. If you're not running through a wall, running, jumping over a wall or going around a wall for that guy, your quarterback, and maybe they still are, then you got a problem. And this team is a playoff team with Super Bowl aspirations, and, and I, I don't know what's going on, but there's a disconnect, yeah. and I just don't know where it is, and if Deshaun Watson – I'll ask simply: Does he still love playing football? That I don't know, and I don't know where the level of his pain tolerance is. It doesn't look good optics-wise, and especially when the guy who comes in is winning games for you.
2: And they only owe him one hundred and ninety million dollars guaranteed yeah. the next three years, so that shouldn't mm-hmm. be a problem.
3: No, he'll be okay. I mean, I mean, you know, but who's counting, Dan? Why? Yeah. What, I mean, who's keeping <laughs> score, right? Yeah, one hundred and ninety million over the next yes, three years, uh, right? And there's a good chance he may not be the one quarterback in him in February. He can get you to January. We still wonder if he can get you to February, but there's got to be the the, the passion and love for it. I always ask quarterbacks when they come to me young, I say to their parents, I say, does he love to play? He loves to play fine. And that exists all the way through to the end. And I'm assuming Deshaun loves to play, but there is some kind of disconnect and the optics look horrible.
2: The, uh, you know, the brotherly shove, the push, tush, um, it works it works too well and sometimes it feels like the extra point before they moved it back like you know it's boring automatic um can if you're on the competition committee and they ask for your vote is the push tush in play next year
3: uh no and here's why dan here's why my excuse would be if i was on that committee is one is you know how we always say hey Let's err on the side of protecting football players. We want to protect them. Yet, I can think of nothing worse for a quarterback other than getting hit in the back of the head blindside is having guys that outweigh you a 1,000 pounds pushing you from behind while the others are coming. And if they hit you high and you're getting pushed low, that'll bend back. It's a blown knee weight. The first time a star blows out his knee, if it was Hertz or somebody else, that rule goes away. Hell, they'll have an emergency meeting to cancel But, Sean, the
2: Eagles are choosing to do this.
3: Right. You're exactly right. And the rules let them. So they got bulldozer behind them, pushing them. And they, but the second Jalen hurts, Hey man, my lower back feels like a disc went down into my hamstring. Then it'll change. But right now the rule says, go for it. And they're really damn good at it. But to me, it, I don't care if it's boring, boring football, sometimes wins games. We've seen that a lot. But when it comes to this, if you're actually erring on the side of protecting the player, which we do so often in this league and overboard, Maybe just maybe that you would want to think about that too. But if you notice, Dan, the only time we really want to protect the players when it's a headshot. We don't really care about their knees or their lower back or their shoulders. We care about the head. But I hated the quarterback sneak anyway because people are always flying at your head. With that, now you got people pushing, people pulling the whole thing. Yeah, I, I would say that that's not long for the NFL. But right now, if you're the Eagles, you do it well. Use it. Why wouldn't you if you're not afraid to? Thanks, Bud. Good to talk to you. <laughs> Appreciate you. Astros tonight, brother, should be a good one, man. Can somebody get somebody out? That'd be nice at home. Can, Astros tonight. Can a
2: home team win a game? There you go. Thanks, brother. I appreciate you. Sean Salisbury, former NFL USC quarterback. You know, here's the thing. We talk about quarterback safety. That push-tush, brotherly shove is not about the quarterback getting injured. It's about those offensive and defensive linemen. I mean, Jason Kelsey said, man, it it, it It's crushing. I mean literally it's crushing on these guys. That force, those guys all you know, in a pig pile here. That's where the concern somebody steps on somebody's ankle or somebody's knee gets twisted. I'm not worried about the quarterback, because Jalen Hurts was crowd surfing. Like he just they kind of lift him up and just send him on his way there. I don't I I would be more concerned with the offensive lineman. We'll take a break. Got our play of the day up next and your phone calls. Every great day starts the night before, and that means, did you get a great night's sleep? If you have a Sleep Number bed, I know you did. Right now, save up to $500 on the new Sleep Number smart beds, plus special financing only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com Patrick go in and ask about sleep iq technology ask about your sleep number how do you get your sleep number mine's 75 and how do you stay asleep longer ask about the firmness on each side of the bed temperature benefits sleep number smart beds help you sleep just right you want it a little bit colder you want it a little bit warmer They've got everything. Also, they have tips. Keep consistent sleep schedule. Make sleep a priority. Avoid disruptions. Make sure you take advantage of the sale that's going on right now. Save $500 on the new Sleep Number Smart Beds plus special financing only at Sleep Number stores. SleepNumber.com slash Patrick. Sleep Number, an official, crucial catch partner of the NFL. See store for details. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, nine until noon Eastern, six to nine Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Two
5: NBA
1: insiders podcasting twice a week to plug you right into the NBA grapevine.
6: All happening in only one place. This league uncut. The new NBA podcast with me,
2: check this
3: out out of the hold of Jack Balmeister the snap is back the kick is away it is up and it is good it's good it's good and the Utes have beat the Trojans at the Coliseum
2: Utah is the first Pac-12 team to win four straight against USC since Stanford did it that's courtesy of Learfield Sports and that is your play of the day Play of the day brought to you by the Breeders' Cup. The world's best are headed to Santa Anita for the Breeders' Cup World Championships, November 3rd and 4th. The countdown begins now. Get tickets today at breederscup.ca. All right, uh, we'll get some phone calls here. Best and worst of the weekend. Buddha leads us off in San Francisco. Hi, Buddha.
7: What up, DP? Good morning, boys. Thank you, Todd. Any given Sunday, Dan, the NFL wins yet again. Always great content. And uh, this is why it is the king of sports. I mean, so many headlines. I mean, Andy said Taylor can hang around all she wants. Dan, you spoke the Patriots into winning existence this weekend, much to the <laughs> chagrin of Tyler. I think of all the survivor pools that got squashed yesterday. My goodness. But uh, best, of the week, best of the weekend, Dan. Texas Rangers forcing game seven. Best two words in sports. As a Dodgers fan, Dan, you know what I think about Houston? Suck at Astros. <laughs> and worse of the weekend, Dan, Deshaun Watson. I mean, what a fall from the top for him. I mean, he, he went from Dabo Sweeney anointing him as, like, the next Michael Jordan. And he was, you know, a top-tier QB in the NFL. And now he's just a huge cloud of mystery. It's very really strange, and it's kind of sad to watch, DP. Thank you, Buddha. Yeah, something's
2: going on there. I'm just trying to understand ownership, the head coach. The quarterback, who's clearing him to play? Who doesn't want him to play? Uh, Was he told to sit? Was he benched? I have no idea. And maybe he's he's being smart. Maybe he does have an injury and wants to make sure that he's there for the second half. He went one for five in the game. Now, maybe one for five because of the injured shoulder. But he's been medically cleared to play. And then they sat him. That's what I don't understand. Uh, Tyler in Texas. Hi, Tyler.
7: Good morning dan hey I'm a, I'm a die-hard notre dame fan here and i just wanted to to give a little hot take about usc mm. i think that the brand of usc is dead you and sean talked about it they have two or three more losses in them this year and then you look at caleb williams is probably gone at the end of the year lincoln riley is probably gone whatever players might you know mass exodus leave and then you start looking towards next year as they join the big 10 their schedule next year is absolutely brutal they open up with LSU. They have Notre Dame. They play Washington, Penn State, and Michigan. So that's probably five losses right there. And, you know, looking forward going into the Big Ten, it's going to be a struggle for USC. So I think that the brand of USC might be dead. But, hey, Dan, at least they're getting the Big Ten money, right? Suck it.
2: <laughs> yes, they are. All right. Thank you, Tom. <laughs> that's <was> a great <laughs> Yeah, that's another thing when you talk about, you know, Pac-12's been really competitive. Now you go into the Big Ten next year. And are you going in without your quarterback? You know, we thought, gosh, if uh, it's a package deal, they would be losing Caleb Williams and their head coach. Now, if you're a USC fan, you might be going, can we lose our coach? We're going to lose our quarterback. Can we also lose our coach? He knows how to coach offense. I mean, you got three Heisman quarterbacks, but he's one and four in bowl games, zero oh and three in the college football playoffs, and really is just indifferent towards the defense. I mean, I don't even think he has a special teams coach there. (laughs) That's where you go. No, we're good. We're just going to outscore everybody. Yeah, Paulie.
1: Doesn't this make the 2024 NFL draft much more saucy? That now at least it's a discussion about the number one pick. When like six weeks ago, it felt like Caleb Williams was Andrew Luck, Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning, there was discussion about him and Ryan Leaf. You know, he wasn't the biggest short thing, but like, since Andrew Luck, there hasn't been this big of a short thing. And now it feels like it's a discussion.
2: Well, Caleb Williams can still be the best quarterback. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's the discussion. He's just not a Heisman. The reason why he's not is he's lost Notre Dame and he lost this game. Um, I mean, he didn't look good against Notre Dame. But I, 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 this is what happens when the quarterback comes back. How many times are you successful when we go, oh, my God, he's coming back. The expectation level, you know, Matt Leinart, oh, my God. You know, how great can he be? And then all of a sudden, people start to chip away at you a little bit. 0.0%. You know, Sam Darnold when he came back. Deshaun Watson when he came back. You just, I mean, these are recent ones where you go, I don't know. Now we've had these analysts who have been on the show. They go, you know, I would take my, Ryan Leaf said, I'd take Michael Penix over him. Dan Orlovsky loves Drake May. So there's at least a little bit of a conversation there. But I would think. That most of the scouts on the outside looking in, you know, because you don't know what kind of personality he has. You know, his dad's heavily involved. And, uh, you know, is there an arrogance there? Did he want a piece of a team? Uh, Are there certain teams he won't go to? Like, those are the red flags that you got to be aware of. But as far as being a, a great quarterback, I think he's still a great quarterback. Andrew in Washington. Hi, Andrew. What's on your mind?
7: Good morning, Dan and Dennett. Thanks for taking my call. My best and my best is going back to my MMW GOTW. My must, my most must watch games of the week on Friday. Yes, I called it too, Dan. I was on the bandwagon. Uh, Patriots over Bills, um, and also Florida State beating Duke to go seven and zero for the first time since twenty fourteen. Now, I also have a quick stat of the day,
3: if you don't mind. Right. With one hundred and thirty seven receiving yards last night, AJ Brown becomes
7: only the third wide receiver in NFL history with 125 or more receiving yards in five straight games. The other two, Calvin Johnson in 2012 and
2: Pat Studstill in 1966. Stat of the day, stat of the day. Bop, Stat of the day, stat of the day. Here comes that What? stat of the day. Uh, by the way, Will Farrell was uh, performing at Snoop Dogg's birthday party. Of course. Yeah. Uh, I think John C. Riley, the Brothers, were performing at a surprise birthday party for <laughs> Snoop Dogg. Hour two on the way. We'll give you our best and worst of the weekend. More of your phone calls as well. Update the poll results. Maybe we'll change it. Go with another poll question. One hour in the books, two more to go on this Monday Dan Patrick show.
5: Visit LiveNation.com slash ConcertWeek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club.
2: Owning a Mercedes-Benz EV isn't just extraordinary, it's extra easy. With full remote access to your vehicle from your phone via the Mercedes Me Connect app, the vehicles are all electric. The feeling is all Mercedes. The choice is all yours. Learn more. MBUSA.com slash EQ.